Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Vlog Talk Radio through Kingdom Apartment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646 668 2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Moore. Kingdom Authority. Power Kingdom Authority. Kingdom Authority. Power Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the Kingdom Authority broadcast show. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris, so glad you could join us this wonderful Sunday evening. It is the first Sunday in August. Can you believe it? We're already in the eighth month, and I'm glad about it. I want you to know that you can take authority in your territory And I'm excited about what God is doing in your life. You know why I'm excited? Because tonight's message is about success and how you gain success. I am so excited today because I was able to do some reading and studying on this again and got some revelational knowledge to share with each of us. And I hope that it will help you. So let's go before the throne of grace. And let's go ahead and pray and just see what the Lord has for us on this evening. Father, we thank you. We bless you and we praise you. Thank you for being the great God that you are. We can depend on you, Lord. Thank you for being El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. Thank you for being Jehovah. Yes, God, you are Elohim, and we exalt you. You are everywhere, and we acknowledge the fact that you are our king. You are the ancient of days, and, Father, we thank you that throughout the age you are God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being our rock, our buckler, and our shield. Thank you for being, they say, the wheel in the middle of a wheel. That means you keep us going, oh, God. Thank you, oh God, for being our peace, our joy, our way maker, our miracle worker. Thank you for being a heavy load sharer. Thank you, oh God, that we can depend on you. You are our leaning tower. You are our tower that we lean on, Father. You don't lean, but God, we lean on you. 
Thank you, oh God, that you give it to us the way we need it, Father. And you're not swayed, God. Woo, hallelujah. So much by what we say, Lord. But because you are sovereign, God, you do what you want to do. And so we thank you, oh God. But you're also merciful. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your sustaining power. Hallelujah. And we thank you for your word, Father, as we go into your word tonight. I tell you, oh God, you are so great. You are the great I am. Oh God, you are the conqueror, God. And because of that, we can say that we are more than conquerors, Father, because you are the creator. You are the creator of all things. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. We bless your name. For your name is worthy. Oh, God, I just have a praise on my lips just to say thank you. Lord, thanksgiving belongs to you. All glory and honor is due you. Oh, Father, we acknowledge the fact that you our God, and we depend on nobody else. Everything comes from you, God. Hallelujah. And, Father, we depend on you because you are wisdom. Hallelujah. You are wisdom. Ooh. Thank you, God, for reigning on the throne. Hallelujah. Thank you for reigning on the throne. Now, God, as we usher in right now, as we usher in right now, I thank you um, for just being who you are in our lives, Father. We bless you on this afternoon, this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. So I am especially glad tonight because I will be talking from some things from my um, book that's being released in the next 60 days, and I want to um, read some things and go over some things with us. And we're talking about wisdom will bring success. I was asked the question about does wisdom, does success come before wisdom? And I looked at the person because I really thought it was a a joke, and I said, no, wisdom comes before success. So, and let me just say here, um, the Bible is very strategic when it comes to wisdom, it's so much so that there are not only, there's not only a book, a proverbial wisdom, um, a book on wisdom, but there's also many passages throughout the Bible that talk about wisdom. So I want to make sure that we understand whenever we have success, it is because um, a lot of times we failed at something first. And I can say from my experience and the experience of some successful people that they gain the wisdom a lot by what they didn't do right or what they failed in. And that is humanly speaking. But I want to shed some light on we don't have to fail in order to be successful. Now, we're going to make mistakes because a lot of times we do things in our own might and our own power and our own knowledge and in our own, if you will, wisdom, 
However, the Bible is very is very specific about some things when it comes to getting it right and doing it right. Now, this doesn't mean that um, we look at success as um, in the natural state. There's there's many there's many ways of looking at success, naturally speaking. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean riches when it comes to money, when it comes to currency, but success um, can look many different ways. So I want to talk about, though, specifically the success according to the word of God, according to who is the wise one, the almighty God, and that's, that's, that's what I want to, that's the reference point for this particular um, evening, for this evening. I don't want us to get so caught up in, um, and, and this has been my mistake over the years, in success as riches. But there are so many ways to be successful and people not know your name. Um, and success is not always um, related to um, familiarity when it comes to people knowing you, fame. But what I have learned as I grow older is that and few people know your name. You can be successful and even nobody knows your name. And you can be successful. Well, I can't, it can't be nobody because it takes, it takes somebody to help you be successful in some, in something. Um, even if it's, if it's, um, if you're saying I got a job or I successfully, you know, overcame cancer, somebody's involved. Um, you know, I was able to purchase my first car. Somebody's involved. So we can't live without others in order to be successful. But it, it, it does mean that success can come without many knowing your name. So I want to go and, and read a few things, and I just want to talk on tonight, um, hear my heart and what, what, what the Lord is saying about success as it relates to wisdom. And the book that, that is being released um, is really for young adults, and it's really for those who are trying to figure out life. And, and, that, and that's actually some, <laughs> some older people. But hear me on this. If we have wisdom, when we have wisdom, we have success. Now, wisdom, what is that? It's the knowledge of God, the knowledge of God, of who he is and what he does for us and who he is to us and through us. I'm not talking about man's knowledge. A lot of us don't equate wisdom with knowledge, but I beg to differ because the Bible is specific about what wisdom is, and wisdom comes from a um, extraordinary knowledge. So it's not like the average man knowledge. This is extraordinary knowledge that comes from an extraordinary God. So I want to um, start off with this, with this, with this quote, and I like to hear what people, man says about it, and 
Aristotle said this, educating the mind without educating the heart is no education at all. If we do not educate our heart and yet feed our mind, we really don't have the education, the knowledge, the substance that we need. Aristotle said that. So as we talk today, and I'm going to go to, I hope to get through quickly through three different Proverbs, Proverbs 6, if you want to turn to that, Proverbs 6, Proverbs 9, and Proverbs 14. And I'm going to read some excerpts from the book. Now keep in mind, this is for um, the ages of 18 to about 30, can be used for those who are a little more seasoned in life. <laughs> so this is for specifically for those younger people, and I will repost this often. And I want you to go purchase the book um, once it's released in the next 60 days or so because it is something that had we done when we were young, we would have, I'm say it this way, been further than where we're at. So this is for those who are still learning. And so it's Proverbs 6, Proverbs 9, Proverbs 14. Listen to what is, what is said and, and understand that it's not about just having the knowledge, the wisdom, but it's how you implement it. There's a quote that's out there that says, knowledge is not power. Implementation is power. And it's by, um, a, a, I think it's Garrison Wynn. And people think just because you have, if I have a fork in my hand and never use the fork for, for what, it's, what it's supposed to be used for, the likelihood of the food getting into my mouth properly and um, with etiquette is, is really little to none. And you could use your hands to get the fork, but in, in a certain setting, in a certain situation, in a certain place, it is, it is ideal to use the fork because you have it in your hand. But if you don't use it, if you don't use the fork, the likelihood of you getting the food, if you can't use anything else, into your, your, your mouth so it can digest and you can get the nutrients, it, you haven't implemented what you have. And so implementation is the power. <laughs> That's where the real, the, real, um, the, the real work is and the real fruit comes from. And so just having wisdom is not enough. Hear me on this. God intended for us what he has given us, and that's where authority comes from. Okay, so let's read Proverbs 6. And I want to first, I think, read the excerpt from, from the book, and then we can back up into the Proverbs. So this is from the book, Day 6, Freedom from Debt. I cannot and will not be lazy. I must be as productive as possible while I can see clearly and move freely in God's wisdom. 
I will seek opportunities of entrepreneurship and plan appropriately for my future. I commit my ways today and every day to these seven things. I will remain humble. Number two, I will remain truthful. Three, I will remember the innocent. Four, I will prepare good plans. Five, I will run to goodness. Six, I will tell the truth. Seven, I will be peaceful with all who do not want to be disciplined by you, God, my heavenly Father. I pray they turn to your ways of truth and mercy. In Jesus Christ's name. So let's read Proverbs 6. That's an excerpt from the book for day 6. Proverbs 6 says this in the New King James Version, and it's titled Dangerous Promises. My son, if you become surety for your friend, if you have shaken hands and pledged for a stranger, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. So do this, my son, and deliver yourself, for you have come into the hand of your friend. Go and humble yourself. Plead with your friend. Give no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Deliver yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter and like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man, the wicked man. As worthless, a worthless person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth. He winks with his eyes. He shuffles his feet. He points with his fingers. Perversity is in his heart. He devises evil continually. He sows discord. Therefore, his calamity shall come suddenly. Suddenly, he shall be broken without remedy. These things, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, each seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Beware of adultery. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. <laughs> Reproofs of instruction are the way of life to keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of the seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? So is he who goes to his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. 
People do not despise a thief. If he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving, yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. Wounds and dishonor he will get, and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy is a husband's fury. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will accept no recompense, nor will he be appeased, though you give many gifts. The reading of the Lord according to Proverbs 6. What do we learn from this passage? There's many things in about what danger when we owe people, the danger when you go into a bond with your friend and cannot repay, when you have pledged to repay, to repay. Talks about adultery. Talks about a wicked man having perversity in the heart, lusting in the heart. God has given many, many, many things, many things to help us stay disciplined so that we can be successful in life, so that we can be in a position where we don't have to be in debt and to owe, to be indebted to someone else, to be indebted to something, to be in fury, to walk around with wickedness, to be lazy. But he has given these commandments so that we wouldn't be like sluggards, like slugs on the ground, slimy. Really, we think, no use. Going around with really no productivity, no hurry, not trying to accomplish anything. And so when he gives these commands to help us not to be wicked and perverse, he is telling us, I have commanded you this because I want to see you successful. I want to see you, I know the plans, and I want you to prosper. But there's some things we have to follow. In the reading we heard, Proverbs six sixteen. These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him. Proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. When we look at this passage, he has given us the tools He has given us the knowledge, if you will, the wisdom. She, wisdom, has come into our own space to ensure our success, to ensure we don't have to worry about seductive lips, flattering tongues, lusting in our hearts, being lured by someone And so, in this passage, we come to six declarations, seven, that is, I will remain humble. I will be truthful. I will remember the innocent. 
I will prepare good plans. I will run to goodness. I will tell the truth. I will be peaceful with all. I want you to declare these seven things today because it's, I, I can't even stress how critical it is for us to be able to speak what we will do instead of doing what we won't speak. And what I mean by that, so that's a tricky statement. Speak what you will do because what ends up happening, if you don't speak what you will do, meaning what God says, then you will do what you You'll do the things what you won't say that you're really doing. And what I mean by that is this. We sin, we fall short, we go astray because our mouth is closed, but we're really doing it. Things that should be spoken, God's word and what he says, the likelihood of your voice connecting with your brain, which connects to the rest of your body as you declare it, changes your atmosphere, changes your walk. I'm, I'm afraid of people that don't speak. I, I'm going to tell you that now. And I say afraid in, in a good sense. Because those who don't speak, um, and there's a time for speaking, there's a time for everything, Ecclesiastes 2, I believe it is, or 3, there's a time for everything. But the key thing is in this word, God requires us, uh, let me say it this way, God will give you something based on what you have spoken. And that's why it's important for those in the kingdom of God to speak what God says so that we can do what he says. Because the likelihood of you not doing what he says comes from hiding. People who don't speak out are normally those, and I'm not talking about demeanor. I'm not talking about that. Um, and, and some part of it is, but you don't get it confused with your character, your 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 um your personality with your spirit man. Our personality in the flesh will do something the your spirit man doesn't really want to do unless, you know, you're not walking in the kingdom of God. But I'm talking to those who are walking in the kingdom of God. When you speak it, the likelihood of your spirit rising up over your flesh and you walking in the path of righteousness is a, is a huge turnaround. I'm telling you, it changes your behavior, literally changes your behavior. It changes your mindset. That's why the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. But he also said to speak those things that be not as though they are. And when we begin to speak them, so we're not operating in the knowledge of who we are. We're not operating in man's knowledge. We're operating in the super knowledge. That's God's wisdom. And when you operate God's wisdom, the super knowledge, that transforms and transcends space time and eternity, it changes the very um, existence of who we are. It changes the very space of what we're in, and that's how you take kingdom authority and your territory. Let's go to Proverbs 9. I want to um, just read this really quick. 
That's so powerful. Man, I, the Lord just dropped that in my spirit just now. Proverbs 9. That's pretty powerful. I wish somebody could talk to me. The way of wisdom. So the book reads this way, and then I'll, then I'll read um, the Proverbs 9. So in the book, talks about day nine, right choices. Day nine, right choices. It says, I want God's wisdom so that I can reproduce the benefits of wisdom through my actions, relationships, and time spent with God. Then I can prepare my house and fill my table with food for anyone who is hungry. Similarly, I want to provide wise counsel to those who are open to obtaining wisdom. As a result, they will be wiser just as I grow in wisdom. I want to use good judgment and choices. I want to help others to discover more about God's truth and live a long life with them. I desire to reverence the Lord and know the Holy One. Therefore, I have wisdom and understanding in all I do. I know that I benefit from helping others, but my sole purpose is not just to reap benefits, but also watch others as they desire more of God. Then I can be surrounded by others who choose to make the right choices. I want to reproduce wisdom in the kingdom of God. And so let's read Proverbs 9. Proverbs 9 says, as such in the New King James Version, the way of wisdom. Wisdom has built her house. She, listen to this. Wisdom has built her house. God referenced to wisdom as, as in the female. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live and go in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer, lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I, I want to pause right there. The fear of the Lord, for those who are listening and wondering what fear, reverence of the Lord, those who, who, who say, I, I bow to God, I believe in God, but I do reverence him because he is the Holy One. This is the beginning of wisdom. When you fear the Lord, you reverence the Lord. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You want to get understanding, get the knowledge of the Holy One. For Verse 11, for by me your days will be multiplied. Listen, people of God, success, success. For by me your days will be multiplied. Now listen, people think multiplied when it comes to living as a long life, like a certain age. Um, you know, after a certain age, but you don't know the time that you were supposed to spend in the first place. Seven days, if it was seven days, and I can't say seven, if it was seven years, your days can be multiplied by living according to the word of God. Listen, Hezekiah 
was able to live longer because he turned to God. You don't believe me? There are many day there are many things in the Bible. The man at the pool of Bethesda could have could have died had he not stated what he needed and what he wanted. Listen, the woman with the issue of blood, her time was multiplied because she believed and she touched. You don't know how long you're supposed to be here initially. What God does is allow us, sends our life based on his sovereignty. I don't know what that looks like. Based on his sovereignty and what he has designated for each and every one of us. So why would we not want to live for him so that our days, 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 days will be multiplied and years of life will be added unto us? Verse 12, if you are wise, you are wise. You are wise for yourself. And if you scoff, you will bear it alone, the Bible says. Verse 13, a foolish woman is amorous. Is, I'm clamorous, I'm sorry, is clamorous. She is simple and knows nothing. <laughs> for she sits at the door of her house on a seat by the highest places of the city to call those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of hell. I can't I don't have time to go into all that. But for those men who listen, you better watch you better watch these old foolish women. They'll have you up in there and all the guests be dead up in there and you be one of them. You better watch it. You better watch. Women, you listen to foolishness. You better watch. You'll be dead right along with the rest of them. Don't fall for the trick. Don't fall for it. All right, let's move on. Day 13 from the book, A Life of Favor. We're talking about wisdom will bring success. Wisdom, wisdom of God, wisdom of God, not any, uh, not just anyone's wisdom. Proverbs 14 is where we're going. This is day 13, A Life of, of Favor from the book. Here reads the book. There are many truths we all should know, and they all begin with wisdom. We all have a favorite thing, but are we favored? All can have this favor if we follow the truth. The truth is what wisdom teaches us. Wisdom teaches us that women should build a house or a godly life and not tear it down. Honest witnesses tell the truth and do not lie. Otherwise, they are false witnesses. Being an understanding person breeds knowledge. There is no knowledge in a fool. It is good to recognize people who are full of shame, embrace them with mercy, and seek to reunite the guilty with the non-guilty. If you build, you are wise. Taking the right path will keep you from death. Everyone should reflect on his or her steps. A short temper can cause one to make irrational choices. I know this to be true. We are blessed when we help the poor. Poverty. You better walk it out, not just talk it out. Being peaceful leads to good health. Being a jealous person leads to cancer in the bones. I know that. A godly nation is a great nation, and sin makes for a scandalous nation. I'm telling you, pray for our 
nation. I commit myself to growing into a student of wisdom. Wisdom grants me favor in life as it guides me into right living. We're talking about a life of favor. Now let's go to Proverbs 14. I'm just going to wrap this up. Proverbs 14. This is good. I'm telling you. Proverbs every month. Listen to them. Download it on your phone, your version, whatever it is, and, and, and just listen to the words of wisdom. Powerful, powerful teaching. Proverbs 14, the ways of life and death. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. She's just dumb. He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of an ox. Woo! I don't have time. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom and does not find it, but knowledge is easy to him who understands. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is favor. So don't you don't you get upset about it. You just live upright. Woo! This thing is hard at times, but there is favor. The heart know, knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. The house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man, but it ends but its end is the way of death. Even in laughter, the heart may sorrow, and the end of mirth may be grief. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. Verse 15, the simple believes, the simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. Tell me, Lord Jesus. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of wicked intentions is hatred is hated. A simple inherit the simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil will bow before the good, and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. He who despises his neighbor's sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Do they not go astray who does evil? But mercy and truth belong to those who devise good. In all labor there is profit, poverty. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. A true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaks lies. In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. To turn one away from the snares of death. Thank you, Jesus. In a multitude of people is a king's honor, but in the lack of people is the downfall of a prince. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. He's foolish. 
A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. Mm-mm-mm. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. Thank you. The wicked is banished in his wickedness, but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding, but what is in the heart of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise serpent, but his wrath is against him who causes shame. I want to be found as a wise serpent. That's the reading of the Lord according to Proverbs the four, Proverbs 14. Listen, people of God, there is so much success in this book, in, in, in Proverbs. These scriptures, Proverbs 6, 9, and 14, and many other verses throughout the body, throughout the Bible. What's important is our implementation of this. And so I'll say again, just to have wisdom is not good enough. How we implement it is important. Now, how I implement it based on my life compared to your life will look different. So we can't start judging based on, excuse me, based on how people implementing the wisdom of God in their life. The bottom line is, are they doing what God says, and does it line up with the Bible? If it doesn't line up with his word, then we should question it. But there is, there is a look to it, though, that, is, that may differ from one person to the other. And I, I want, as long as it doesn't cross the line of, 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 of um, disobeying God's word, then you're fine. I want to teach you on just a couple more things regarding um, these scriptures and these um, proverbial wisdom. wisdom um, and this is for the young people. I hear a lot of, you know, people saying, you know, they don't really need a full-time job. They don't really need to work and all this, this stuff. And not just young people. It's everybody. It's many ages. That is not godly wisdom. That is man's wisdom, but that's not godly wisdom. Now, work doesn't mean that you have to go into a full-time job. I have a lot of, even family members, it doesn't mean that, that you have to go into a full-time job and work for somebody. You could be working for yourself as long as you're doing it right. Um, but the Bible says that the work that you do will profit you. It will benefit you. But if you're just talking about it, it will lead you to poverty. And that's one thing that I had to learn um, I had ideas, and I'm going to be transparent, had a lot of ideas. I still have a lot of ideas. God downloads into me every, every I don't know, two or three months, just these grand ideas, and I don't walk them out. And when I don't walk them out, I find myself in lack. I'm talking about, I'm talking about money. When I'm in lack, I get frustrated. Because then I start to be indebted to someone. I want you to see the cycle in this. When I'm indebted to someone, then my, my work then becomes for them and not for God. I, I want you to understand the cycle. Lord, have mercy. And once we begin the cycle of working um, again <laughs> to pay off indebtedness and get free from that, it is critical for us to no longer work to that indebtedness. I'm talking about me. I can't talk about anyone else right now. And so 
when you become free from that indebtedness and you may be coming out of, then you have to work to profit. What happens when you work to profit? God then blesses because it frees you to do the things that God does. Freeze your mind. You can do the things that God says. Freeze your mind. You can walk out the things that God wants for you. It frees your mind, and then you can relax some, and then God can speak to you clearly. Do, do you see the cycle? This, this, it, it, is, it is enemy, not the, but a, a trick of the enemy to distract us with laziness and talking. It's, there's time for talking. There's time for working. One thing I have learned um, from someone who will, I, I will just not say his name, but he works constantly. Gets on my nerves a lot of times, but he works constantly. And when, but I understood a principle of working because when you work, it, it's a sign that you are doing something. And when you are doing something, you profit somehow from it. Now, you could be in a season of your life when you're working for debt or working for profit. The Bible teaches us in Proverbs 6 that if we, if we get the concept, the wisdom of God, we will never work to in, in debt. Hear me. Hear me, young people. If you get the concept of God, the wisdom of God, then you will not, not just man's wisdom, you know, whatever. Um, people know some stuff and they use the principle. The principle works whether you, whether you are in Christ or not because it's God's principle. When, when, when you work his principle, he's got to come to pass on that principle because it is. It's his principle. So work for profit. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying steal. I'm not saying take and be an absorbent amount. I'm saying to benefit your life and the life of those around you. And when you're doing this, you're not just benefiting your life. That God wants us to benefit so that we can do for others. And that's why he calls nations and people, because it takes that in order, well, sometimes, you know, it had to just be one, but he, he takes that in order for us to, to gather a multitude of people. to gather a multitude of people. And so God needs us to do a certain thing and so that we can we can be a great nation, a great people, and commit ourselves to being students of, of his word. I am challenging us to be students of wisdom. Wisdom, I, so in, or, in order to understand part of Proverbs, 14, I'm just going to tell you right now, get the book. I'm going to post it when it's ready. Get the book because it explains why wisdom is she and breaks some things down to get a better understanding. Be students of wisdom because she will grant you favor. Wisdom, it grants you favor. It guides you into right living. And it does some other stuff for us, too. It corrects us. It keeps us. It sustains us. It causes us to make right decisions in life. And, and, and there's so much more and so much more. I want you to listen to this. It brings us into success. But realize success is not what you have, but who you are. 
And if you don't have wisdom, you're not going to have the right character. We wonder why people get all this money, and I've done it. It's because my character when I went into it wasn't right. And as a result, I didn't have the right discipline <laughs> to do the thing that's needed. I was, my character was undisciplined. And when you have an undisciplined character, you can't sustain the success because that comes from God. You realize your success is never for just in and of yourself. You do realize that. I hope you do. Who you are, not just what you do, what you have. It's not all about that. So if you're going to live in authority in your territory, we have got to gain wisdom because that's going to bring the success, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of the knowledge of God, the Holy One. Let's back up just one quick minute. I, I want to leave you with this, though, as we back up. And this is a quote. It, it, it summed up what I really wanted to wrap up with because then people are going to go after wisdom just to be successful. No, 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 no. no it's not about that. It's about seeking God because what good is, is having – here's the thing. You know, Angela told me this. She said – People, what good is it to acknowledge creation when you don't acknowledge the creator? That's like going into someone's house, never saying a word to them, not talking to them, but looking at all their stuff, saying how beautiful their stuff is, and they put the stuff there and it's theirs. Why would you do that? So we don't want success just to have success. It's, this is not what this is about. This is about you having success because you are doing what God says. I think that is so profound. And it took me years to get to this point. Lord have mercy. But when I got it, I'm getting it. Here's the quote. So remember this. The goal is not to be successful. The goal is to be, the goal is to be valuable. Once you're valuable, instead of chasing success, it will attract itself to you. Do y'all hear that? Don't make your goal to be successful. No. It's to be valuable. And when you are valuable, you won't be chasing success because it's going to chase you. The wisdom of God will cause you, thrust you into be successful. Now, the measure of success is not based on man. Oh, you better get this. I, I have just learned this in the last year. Your success is not based on what man says, but what God says, because he is the creator. How is it that we say we are beautiful and God created us and we never acknowledge him? Lord have mercy. I want to bring us back to wisdom. Wisdom is of God. It's from God. It is God. It is of the um, feminine side of God. You do know that women, we come still from God, right? Right. Okay, I hope we don't know that. So it is the feminine side of God, and I don't want to get into so much of that later on. Get the book. I'll have it posted. It produces the things that are needed. Wisdom will produce success. So please, please, I'm teaching on tonight because Critical it is for our young people. If we could have learned this, 
and known this and walked it out. And there are some, there's, it's not, not just everybody, there are some who walk it out as children, youth, young adults, teenagers, walk it out. The more people we get to understand this, the more success we'll see in our communities, in our families, in our churches. And it will not be measured by man. First of all, our, 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 our level of knowledge and wisdom is so finite when God is an in, 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 in infinite God. He is infinity. Woo, my goodness. And we can never attain all that he is and what he provides and what he does. So please, let's measure up to the infinite God and not the finite man. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your wisdom. The more we grow in wisdom, God, the wiser we get, the more we realize we don't even know. Woo, my goodness. And so, God, and it opens our eyes, Lord, to so much more. Thank you, O oh God, for your wisdom. We know that it brings success. And I thank you for this success on tonight because it's going to cause someone to rethink how they're looking at things. It will cause someone to think of things. It will change a mindset. It will change a heart. It will change the way they're going, Lord. I ask you to uproot those who are not following your wisdom to follow your wisdom in the name of Jesus, that we will be like you and not like ourselves. We thank you because you have given us a portion of this wisdom, Lord. So now we seek after the fullness of your wisdom for our lives. And we count it done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wisdom brings success. Joining on tonight, I wanted to take some time because on the next two weeks, we have some phenomenal men. Um, I'm excited about my brothers coming on. And for you men, I want you to know you do not want to miss the next two Sundays. If you're still on this line and you're still listening and you, or you go to this later on, to the end, this end, you do not want to miss the next two Sundays. That's August 12th and 19th. You don't want to miss it because what we're, what's coming up is so profound for you, for you men. Now, I won't tell you all, but I will tell you, Elder Colton Lewis will be on again. Many of you have said you wanted to hear him again. You enjoyed him. And Pastor D, Pastor Dartamian Leonard, will be on as well. They're talking with, about and with and for the men. When you get the title, you're going to be blown away by what they're going to say. It is phenomenal. And so I encourage you, men and women, to listen to this. Women, if you want to know a little bit more about the men, here's your opportunity because you're going to get an inside look about a man and what goes on on the inside to help you in your relationship or just your understanding or if you're pastoring, whatever the case is. This will help you, your, con- your congregants. It will help you to understand what's going on inside the mind, the heart even, of a man. 
I want you to join me August 12th and August 19th. Pastor D, Pastor D'Artamian Leonard will be with us, as well as Elder Colin Lewis, my brothers, and I'm excited about this. Join me on my Facebook page, Dancia Jones Morris, or danciaj.com. We're revamping that. It's looking a little bit different. It's going to be changing the name. So join me because there's some things that are coming up that you do not want to miss. I thank you for joining on tonight. God bless you. Have a good night. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority Broadcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.